All right, everybody, welcome to episode 22 of Unless You Live Hardcore. I am Kyle Forsyth. I'm one of the co-hosts here. Hey, hey, what's up, Kyle? I'm Jake Ford, the other co-host. How you doing, buddy? Doing well, doing well, man. How oh, you yeah? doing? I'm doing all right. Fucking, I'm not going to lie. New York's been beating the shit out of me lately. I am exhausted. So, I, I mean, obviously, you know, I woke up late for the podcast today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I slept. <laughs> we were supposed to do it at 1.30. I woke up at 2.15 and I was like, fuck, dude, are you serious? <laughs> I slept through all my alarms like a fucking middle schooler. Dude, I get it. I'm bad with alarms, man. I always set like at least two. I usually I... set like five, dude. I'm yeah. real bad about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I've been better li- lately because it's like I kind of just have to get up and just get going. But yeah. It's this is my first day off. I worked three 10 hour shifts the last three days, and they were all like brutal uh, server shifts. I was like, normally Monday through Wednesday, we're like slow as fuck, and I get cut. But I ended up having to stay all three days, full shifts basically. And we were just like fucking busy, and it was just brutal. So I'm exhausted, dude. <clears throat> what time do you go into work? Uh,. Monday through Wednesday, I get there at 11, and then we start at noon. And then on weekends, we I get there at 9, and we open at 10. And then, I yeah, I got a Sunday brunch shift this weekend. It's going to be – we get murdered on fucking brunch shifts, dude. So if anybody's looking to rob <laughs> Jake, Sunday brunch shift is a good time this yeah. week. Well, I don't really walk out there with too much cash because most people just tip on their cards. Oh, no, I meant your home or your apartment. But, I mean, that's oh. – yeah, if you want to rob them on the streets too, find them what at work, What are they going to take from my <laughs> yeah. apartment? There's like – also, it's like you're not going to get into my apartment, dude. <laughs> yeah, why not? Because we have a door that has a code on it that like oh. you literally can't even get into our building unless you have that code. I mean, I guess you could kick out one of my basement windows. I don't know why I'm giving people advice. Also, you don't even know where I live, motherfucker. So, <laughs> yeah. Bushwick, Brooklyn, but that could be fucking anywhere. This neighborhood is huge. Yeah, good luck finding also the nerdy dude with glasses in Bushwick, Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Also, I there's a lot of us actually. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying good We're luck taking finding... over the neighborhood, dude. That's why I'm saying good luck finding the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um also i saw this is sad but also it made me like chuckle because it was like i saw like two homeless people last night like when i was walking home already they're like they're like (laughs) they were but they were like lying on a bed on the sidewalk and they were like going to sleep and i looked at my i looked at my phone to see what time it was and it was 9 (laughs) 30 and i was like dude i'm kind of pissed that these homeless people are more responsible than me when it comes to getting a good eight hours of rest dude that's crazy i don't know if they're more responsible about getting a good eight hours they might be getting an hour there i guess i was just jealous that they could go to bed at 9 30 and i was like i knew i was gonna be up till like five editing clips and also just being a fucking insomniac dude heroin will make you sleep any time of day okay (laughs) it's a good point yeah <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't think you're jealous they're getting a good sleep. I think you're just jealous they have heroin. <laughs> I think yeah, I think I'm just jealous that they have completely neglected all of their life's responsibilities and chosen to do that. That's seems, true. I seems like I, a more fun time, dude. Yeah, I am jealous. When you consider how hard real life is and being an actual responsible adult is, being a drug addict kind of makes sense. 
<laughs> I mean, I have passed like if you just can't person, handle it, dude. Being a drug addict makes perfect sense. It does, but that's what I mean. Where I'm like, I'm about to say like, I've passed a homeless person before and just been like, damn, I'm jealous that you have no responsibilities. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like the same way I envy a child. Where I'm like, you're just. You got no responsibilities right well, now, man. Well, they have man. one. It's to survive. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, both of them, That's essentially. the only responsibility that they have is just, you know, make sure you're getting enough calories and water that you don't die, and then all the other shit is just doing drugs yeah. or drinking, whatever your vice is, dude. Yeah, yeah. just like a dude, child. It is, it is so bad here right now with the homeless problem, though. They're, like, literally... I walked out of fucking West 4th, and there's always the same homeless guy or homeless woman there. I walked out of the West 4th subway station the other day, and I kind of, like, I did this thing where I'm like, I can't handle this right now. Like, I'm already depressed. I can't handle this. So I just, like, looked at the ground and walked past him. And then, like, I was like, phew, that's over with. Got past, like, the little elevator that goes down into the subway, and there was just a fucking other homeless woman sitting on the ground right behind there <laughs> like as soon as i passed it she's yelling at me to give her money and i'm like oh my god dude they're ev i felt like it was like a zombie movie and i'm just like we're, we're fucking surrounded dude is you're telling me it's, it's like so every court every stoplight on my way to work has like homeless people at it and so like there's one right in front of motor city casino when i hop off the highway to head over to the comedy club on my way yeah. there every time there's just people sitting there and it's a long light and the other day i we have two vehicles between my wife and i we have my vehicle which has like ac unit it's got ac in it and then we have her the parent the vehicle that her parents gave us and it has no ac in it so you have to roll down the windows so i have the window rolled down and i'm listening to a podcast and this podcast is towards the end of it and so they're doing their plugs at the end and i pull up to their stoplight and the dude's like you got any money and i was like i don't have any cash the podcast is like so follow us on patreon throw us some money we could use it <laughs> and this this dude's listening to it, staring me in the fucking face. <laughs> oh, you got money for I your little parked, podcast. I parked right next to him. I don't pay for Patreon on the podcast, but he doesn't fucking know what that is or if I do yeah, that or not. Yeah. But they're talking about, like, we could use the money on Patreon. And he just asked me for money. And my car's blasting this out the window at him. And he's Damn, just dude. staring me I never, down. Of course he was. He was probably furious <laughs> and hated you with every fiber of his being. But and I didn't even consider the fact that uh, comedians on their podcast begging people to subscribe to their Patreon, that is, is about as close to being a homeless guy as comics get, dude. Yes. I didn't even realize that until right now. <laughs> we yes. can't start a Patreon. That's I just I just realized it's kind of sad. Yeah, we're never doing Patreon now. Um, we can't. Not um, like anybody. <laughs> Uh, unless we start doing some real numbers, I might change my mind on it then, dude. Yeah, we're just going to have to lean heavily into merch. I don't know <laughs> what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. I don't know. Oh, that is yeah. sad, dude. That is, was... I bet he was pissed at you, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, like, and I was like, it, because it had happened, I was like, well, I can't turn it down or pause it or roll the window up. All those are obvious moves at this point. So yeah. I've just got to sit here uncomfortably. And the light just turned red. And it's like a minute and a half light, which mm -hmm. is forever in terms of sitting next to a homeless guy who just heard a podcast ask for money. Yeah. Um, Dude, it is a serious problem, and they really need to start doing something about it. Our mayor is like a total dipshit. But he did say something that I was like, I was like, that is the way it's coming out of your mouth 
it doesn't sound good, but we kind of do need to start doing that. He was talking about how, like, the, like, extremely mentally ill homeless people who are, like, the ones who are basically screaming on the streets in front yeah. of, like, children. Uh, he's like, the cool gotta, ones. He's like, he basically was like, we kind of got to start pulling them off the streets and, like, forcing them to get help because they'll just refuse the help. And I'm like, are you saying we got to round them up, dude? Because that's not a good way of saying it, but, like, it's yeah maybe like if they're literally screaming bloody murder on the streets it's like we probably need to take care of this issue dude like even 30 years ago those guys would get yanked off the streets thrown into a van and be like we're giving we're gonna give you so much lithium buddy you're gonna be just fine dude it is uh like the city I grew up in Waterford had a problem with doing that as well, where I lived mm -hmm. right on the border of Pontiac, which was like, so it's like right where Pontiac and Waterford shared the border. That was my neighborhood. And, uh, they would essentially in Waterford, the police would like round up any homeless people who they would find in Waterford and like grab them and take them to the nearest homeless shelter, which was downtown Pontiac. And then so Pontiac just got an increasingly heavy homeless problem over the years because all the cities surrounding Pontiac had money or like or just had police forces and Pontiac got their police force removed and they just got Oakland County police at a certain point. And then so all these Oakland County police officers would just take all the like the homeless people to the Pontiac homeless shelter, whether they had space there or not. And oh, then shit. they would just downtown Pontiac got a massive homeless problem. So like whenever I would go to the Crowfoot, if you'd hang outside the Crowfoot, there'd always be like homeless people like yeah. asking for change. And <laughs> I've shit. played a lot of shows at the Crowfoot and there would literally always be. That was probably like my first experience. Dude, with, That's like, why seeing, like, homeless it's because a block away was the homeless shelter. Uh, literally a, on the other side of the hospital. You know, how the hospital's right next to the Crowfoot. I'm like yeah. the other side of the hospital right next to Clutch Cargo's. Actually, you remember Clutch Cargo's, I'm sure. Right. Also mm -hmm. in downtown. Yeah, there. yeah. First show, literally, ever, first venue I ever went to was Clutch Cargo. Next door, next door to Clutch Cargo is literally across the street from it. It shares like the street with it. Um, mm. Next door to it is a homeless shelter, and it's been there for years. It's a very big homeless shelter. It's been there my whole life, um, and so yeah, it was just always like that's where they would take them, and they would like grab any homeless people from like Kego Harbor, from like uh, Waterford, from Auburn Hills, like. Any or Bloomfield Hills as well, because those all bordered Pontiac essentially. And so, if homeless people would end up there, they just Oakland County officers would just pick them up and take them over to Pontiac. And then Pontiac's homeless problem just got bigger and bigger. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty really, fucked it's up, a, right? It's, dude, it's like the saddest shit about our country. It's like we're we just like have let it so get out of like out of hand that i'm like i don't even know how, like how we could possibly even fix it it might not even be fixable at this point like if we might just be a broken fucking country now i feel like it's sad i just imagine some um, homeless guy coming up to you while you're hanging outside of the crowfoot and he's like hey yeah. young man can i get some money and then you're like nah well, dude how, i like, don't have um, any money our other guitarist considered stealing a guitar from see you next tuesday last week we're broke as fuck dude <laughs> Yeah, I don't. You shouldn't bring that up again. <laughs> it's a fun callback because I episode. didn't fucking do that. Like I was pretty fucking against them doing that. No, Talked them out of it. I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea for a whole band. As a you know, we get caught. You guys get caught too, and that's gonna destroy our reputation. <laughs> sure, dude. 
You do you. You go to fucking juvie. I'm not dealing with you anymore, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. That's funny. Yeah. Uh... All right, Anyways, we can yeah, let's stop yeah. talking about sad homeless problems. That's fucking. <laughs> that's such a bummer, dude. It's yeah, every time. Every time I walk out of my apartment, I'm just like, I'm about to see some a world of shit out here. It's literally, I like it out here for comedy. But if I wasn't out here doing comedy, I I would never ever in a million years live out here. It is hell on earth out here, dog. Truly. Yeah. Most truly, ma- dude. I mean, New York and LA get that same sort of thing la used to be nice though dude la used to be not like that or at least not nearly as bad but la is is now real rough now dude yeah you got like doesn't matter what like beverly hills well kind of does (laughs) (laughs) kind of is important for context i guess for context but not for now i mean i don't know man it doesn't matter anymore it's not like you want to go live there now it's like any uh, of the big yeah. major cities you know you got to go to like a minor major city now it seems like you know i think like the big comedy cities that seem to be the good ones at this point to me outside of your new york's or la's which don't even seem to be the really great ones anymore it seems to be obviously austin is the big one but then there's also like portland and denver yeah portland's good fucking chicago Chicago. and then it's just new york and la but I don't know. I feel like not a lot of comedians I know from Chicago end up blowing up unless they move out of Chicago. Like, yeah, pretty that's much. That's the fucked up thing. But they like, get all not their connections and there. shit from... No, but you can get, like, JFL. Yeah, but there's not a lot of industry there. That's you know? true. But, like, yeah, there's It's there's a lot some. of clubs. There's a lot there's of work. Some. There's a lot of work, and there's a lot of clubs. There's also just a lot of, like, that Midwest work outside of the clubs and outside of Chicago, too, that you can yeah. get. It always just felt like a sidestep to me. It's either a sidestep or it's like one of those places where it's like you're cool with maybe not the idea of maybe not blowing up. You well, know, like, honestly, I I kind of wish I would have moved to Chicago instead of New York because I think I would have had an easier time getting like quality stage time in, in a place like Chicago where yeah, it's probably. a little bit harder here and it's going to be more of like a hassle to like work my way up a ladder here. Um, whereas like I could have gotten like better stage time and gotten better as a comedian quicker and not quicker in Chicago. I can, I think the reps here make you better faster, but the stage time and like connections out there would have grown faster if that makes sense. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way when they go to a city like Los Angeles or New York. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, it's highly know, it's competitive hard. out here, man. And it's a lot about who, you know. Yeah, it is a lot about who you know. It's also a lot about what can you do for people. It's yep. a, it's very much a scratch my back and I'll scratch yours type of situation out here, which is fine. That's totally fine, but it's just it's it's a different uh way of operating in comedy that I'm not even fully used to yet still. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I'm making some good friends, I guess. That's good. I know a few people that I, like, vibe with pretty well. So those are the people that I kind of have been gravitating towards hanging out with mostly. Yeah, name all of them. I don't believe you. No. Um. <laughs> You're right. I've made zero friends. That's, I've been out here, That's what I thought. That's what I thought, Jake. Admit it to the people. <laughs> yeah, nobody likes me, dude. <laughs> oh, um, no. All right. You, gotta, you want to uh... talk about fucking the vocalist of Slaughter to Prevail fighting a bear? <laughs> yeah about how he just to. wrestles bears for fun dude 
Yeah, since he was a child. That's um, fun, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just you know. He's so much more of a man than you and I could ever dream of being. That's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Here, I'll like play the video so you guys could hear the sounds from it. And I just want to emphasize, um, none of these sounds are coming from the bear. Yeah. Uh, when you hear this. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> and like, you can't. I know if you you can't see the video, guys. All right, but you can if you want to. Just the video is called Alex Terrible Growl and Bear on YouTube. It's literally 22 seconds Dude. long, worth every second of your time. 22 Dude, seconds. We gotta we gotta let Russia join NATO. This is sad. This yeah. is we gotta stop exiling Russia from the rest of the planet, dude. Because this is why they're weird. The fact that nobody in the world really fucks with them, that's why they're a bunch of weirdos who wrestle bears. They got nothing going on. They have like no real entertainment. I don't know, dude. Like we just need to It's we crazy. need to make peace with them so they can stop being psychos, if that makes sense. They would stop yeah. being less they would stop being so crazy. If we would just kind of give them a hug once in a while, dude. But they are kind of they are kind of dicks for the Ukraine stuff, dude. Yeah, we need more soldiers that will fight bears. Honestly, <laughs> that's what we need on our side. That's what I'm saying, dude. We're training people to use guns. They're light years ahead of us. They're training yeah. people to fight bears. I don't. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a different kind of thing. And he's not even like a soldier. He's just a fucking dude. Like he's just, and the, that's what he does that as a hobby too. It's yeah, not even and, like this was like the bear came up on him and he's fighting for his life. This is like a fun little Sunday for him. Yeah, and what's weird is like he's in the woods. Like yeah. it doesn't also, look like he's like on emphasize... an. We should emphasize the fact that he's bleeding from his face this video. So he's yeah. definitely getting like scratched up by the bear. Like he's not just like fully manhandling the bear. It's a bit of a yeah. struggle on both parties for both parties. And then to assert dominance, he's just growling at the bear. Like it is letting the bear know I'm in charge cuz I'm growling. Yeah, dude. What would, it take for you to, again, what would it take dude. for you to wrestle with a little bear, dude? As long as, like, let's say we had a muzzle on the mouth. So it uh, couldn't it couldn't bite your fucking weak little neck, dude. It's still gonna tear out your jugular. It's still gonna do it with its claws, dude. We'll like, put, it doesn't no, need we'll its put, mouth. Like, we'll put caps on the claws, too, so it can't actually, like, scratch you. Oh, so it can just step on me? Would you? Yeah. <laughs> what would it take? Yeah. What would it take? It's still gonna murder me. How much money it's gonna would be it take? more at. No, it's, it's, it, be... it's a playful bear, though. It wants to like play with you, and it doesn't want to hurt you. <laughs> but it wants to like. It definitely wants to fuck you up a little bit and show you who's the alpha. How much money, dude? How much money would it take for you to wrestle a bear if it wasn't going to cut up your face or bite you? Is there still the possibility that it could kill me? No, it doesn't want to kill you. It just wants to show you who's alpha, dude. But if it puts its weight on it me, it can kill me. It wants to mark its No, it couldn't. Yes, those things are over a 1,000 pounds, dude. No, a bear is not a 1,000 pounds. A bear is like 400 pounds, dude. No shot. Grizzly bear weight. You think weight. a grizzly bear weights 1,000 pounds? I think so, dude. I would say like six. Grizzly seven. bears weigh upward of seven hundred pounds. The yeah, males are heavier than the females. I just nailed it. I said six or seven, dude. <laughs> you said a thousand right. pounds. What do you think? It's a fucking baby elephant. What are you? 
to grizzly bear. How big do black bears get? Maybe I'm, black. <laughs> I'm thinking of black bears. Is this a grizzly bear? All right, same I don't think any Shit. bear. Okay. I don't think any bear wears, weighs a half of a ton, dude. Can bears that's, weigh a yeah, thousand sure. pounds? Yeah, sure. That thing's got that thing's got a little bit of a weight advantage on you. You're right. Okay. Yeah, like a You're little right. bit. Yeah, a little bit. Mm. <laughs> Only like seven it's of not, me. Okay, it's just hypothetically, it's not going to kill you. How much to wrestle a bear? It's not going to kill me? It's not. How many times do I got to say it, dude? <laughs> Why are you being such a pussy about this hypothetical, never going to happen scenario? Because I really got to think about the money now. Like, I'm like, if it's not going to kill me and I'm dude, not going to get fucked up. I would do it for $10,000 That's like, today. I was, I was thinking 10000 maybe, but I'm like, okay, I don't know, Okay, so you're know, leaning man. towards the lower amount. I thought you were about nah, to be like, it's I was... have to be a lot of money. I was think I was gonna say a million, but I'm like that's probably not real. No, 50, like I'd, I think fifty is like even pushing it, but I would take fifty definitely. I'm thinking like a hundred. A hundred dollars or a hundred thousand. I thought you meant a hundred dollars. I was <laughs> yeah, like, are you guys are you actually okay? <laughs> you want to start? Do you want to start helping me with some of these clips for some money, dude? Are you? I think we need to start a Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not going to help your situation. No, We're not no. doing the numbers for a Patreon yet, dude. Are you kidding me? You know who's going to subscribe to that? My sister, and that's it. <laughs> she can Nobody... just Venmo us. <laughs> yeah, you want to just Venmo us $10, and we'll I'll email you the MP3 of the Patreon episodes. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> all right so yeah about 10k i would do it for 10k wrestle a bear oh. it's not gonna scratch my face up it's not gonna bite me it's definitely not gonna fall on me and kill me maybe <laughs> i thought that's what you're like so worried about no I it wants it... to just play with you it's not gonna hurt you i think 10K. a bear could just like come at you with enough force that it could just crush some ribs and fuck you up if it i mean yeah you to. might get injured but I if said it crushes I, your ribs, that could puncture your lungs, and you're done. You can get rushed to the hospital. We got men. You think you're gonna wrestle a bear without paramedics on standby? I don't know. Alex the Terrible does. <laughs> well, I'm, you're not a Russian fucking psycho, so. <laughs> man, he is fucking wild, though. Man, He's it's crazy. Scary. So, they I, are. They are one of the only scary bands. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll say that. There's very few like metal or hardcore bands that are actually legitimately terrifying. Those guys are fucking scary, dude. Yeah, they even sound scary in their music. Like I, I'll play like the 15 second clip. I'll play a little clip from yeah, the yeah, song Demolisher. Demolisher is their most popular song for anybody who doesn't know, and it's simply because of the crazy breakdown that they do inside the song. And live, this is like the song where he just puts down the microphone and screams Demolisher up into the air for the whole audience to hear without him doing it into the microphone. Mm -hmm. um, but before he screams Demolisher, he starts just gargling some shit in Russian. And yeah, <laughs> say, play it. I'll play it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. All right. That, if I played that for my grandmother, she would pass away. <laughs> She'd literally die, dude. <laughs> it you know what I mean? Like it's like devil. it's that. Yeah, no, she would fucking literally, she would do this, and then she would just fall, keel over, dude. Yeah. Donezo. We're if... having a funeral for Granny in three days now because of Alex the Terrible. 
Because these it's fucking crazy. Russians, dude. It's wild to me. Like, it's, it's, it is genuinely scary-sounding music. But then I also see all these TikToks of the guy, like, because he streams all the time. Like, just, like, and he talks on stream and stuff and talks about music and stuff. And he'll do covers sometimes on stream. But, like, yeah, he he's seems like a like, nice guy, apparently. He he's seems like a, like little, a sweetheart, dude. Sweetheart. He just likes to wrestle bears, dude. That's where he gets his aggression <laughs> out. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. Except for himself. He doesn't want to. Alex the Terrible doesn't want to hurt any Ukrainians, dude. He just wants to do bear stuff and vocals. Dude, it's fine. He literally, he wants to hurt himself. He wants to wrestle bears. And then also when I saw him live at incarceration, he beat his head in with a microphone and made himself bleed from the forehead. Which yeah, is yeah. like, that's kind of unnecessary. But hey, that's fun for you, man. Whatever you got to do. You know? I like, mean, some people just like a good adrenaline rush, dude. I guess if that gets you going. Dude, and whatever. also like. He's like fucking jacked, as you know. Yeah. Like yeah, he's yeah. crazy jacked, and like with the whole show, though, like he is not just when he's beating his head in with the microphone. Like he's hitting himself that hard on the chest the whole show too, just bashing the microphone. Like when I saw them live, just bashing himself on the chest with the microphone, where it's like, at a certain point, that's painful. It's gotta be. Like you keep like you can hear how hard he's hitting himself in the chest with his fist, you know, like while holding the microphone. And I'm like, I wouldn't do it, you know. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even like doing the Wolf of Wall Street song where you gotta do that. I'm like that's even that starts to hurt a little bit, yeah. dude. That little Matthew McConaughey song he's doing. And he was punching himself in the chest like as hard as he can, just being like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, there he's a psycho. Yeah, he's crazy genuinely a crazy person and i love it i love it for what it is seems cool though i, yeah, I would love to, i would hang out with those guys on the topic of crazy people we could talk about nicholas cage's son nick cage is a fucking crazy person so i mean hey why not talk yeah. about his son his son's getting into making a uh, metal music now i guess he's trying to what's his least. what's his son's name wes weston his... cage coppola Where's the Coppola come in? Why is that there? You didn't know Nicolas Cage is a Coppola? No. You didn't know that? He's related to Francis Ford Coppola? And Sophia. Did not know that. That's his lineage. And Jason Schwartzman mm. is a Coppola as well. Fucking nepotism, dude. <laughs> you didn't know it's any of that? It's crazy, man. All these people are connected, man. It all just... The Coppola family goes deep. Some of them just Schwart like Jason yeah. Schwartzman changed his name and Nicolas Cage changed his name because they didn't want to look like they were getting nepotism even though they were. That's smart, dude, because I didn't know about it until right now. So and I <laughs> yeah. love Jason Schwartzman. That made me like him a little bit less. Yeah. Weston Cage Coppola. I think he sort of goes by Weston Cage and by when he's doing music, but on his Instagram it's Weston Cage Coppola. Um mm. Yeah, so he uh really he got <laughs> he's releasing a song and immediately with the saying he's gonna release a song he immediately got signed, um, of course to release the song under a label. So he's releasing it under uh, Pavement Records, which let's see some of these other bands on Pavement Records. Um, okay. I'm fucking forgetting, but I know they have. It's weird how many like actors, kids are just getting into music. Or just, like, celebrities' kids are getting into music. That seems to be, like, a real thing that's been happening a lot lately. They got some weird bands on this that they represent. Through like who? Puddle of Mud. Oh, no, really? <laughs> Candlebox. 
Oh, you're going to love this next one. Ted Nugent. Dude, the Nuge? The Nuge, dude. Love the Nuge. Power Man 5000. I don't know who that is. That's Rob Zombie's brother's band. Oh, okay. Never heard of them. Uh, you probably have. Uh, they have that song, When Worlds Collide. Now this is what it's like. When worlds collide. Are you no. ready to go? Because I'm ready to go. Uh, no? All right. Nah, that Very sounds, that sounds it's like It's been in a crash, bunch of video dude. games and shit, too. They, that song's been in a fuck ton of video games and movies. Like, they're one song that they're really known for. Uh, Soil. You remember Soil? Yeah, yeah. Head P.E.? Uh, Head P.E. did BMOs, dude. They had their name oh, written yeah. on the wall at BMOs. BMOs Bar. That's where yeah, me and dude. Kyle, that's, that's where this all started, baby. That's the first place me and Kyle ever met, actually. Do you BMOs? remember that? Was it white? BMO? I thought it was, it was whites or BMOs. No, it was BMOs. It was that Marco Verdoni show that you yeah. and Drew Campbell were on. And that's actually the first place I met James as well james couture james couture dude. previously known as james stevens james steven james steven he just I used bet. his middle name and then Got yeah it. he started i forgot he had a name change <laughs> like randomly into comedy yeah completely forgot about that this is uh anyway so so pavement music i was talking about that oh it looks like they've had some other bands in the past they've had Dragon Force released an album through them. Um, That's okay. That's so random. Yeah. It's weird that uh, Dragon Force is still around. That seemed like such a niche that was going to like very much stop at some point and not be a thing anymore. But they're still kicking. Herman Lee is just really big on like social media. On now, Twitch and on social YouTube. media. I see his shit all the time. And I'm He's like, got a big YouTube channel too. Dude, I like Herman Lee. He's yeah, funny. I mean, I think it's because he knows how to stay relevant. He's collaborating with modern artists and stuff like Tim Henson and stuff, you know, and like really keeping himself in. Yeah, I mean, those guys spotlight. are like guitar legends, too. It's like we, yeah. uh, we as as like corny as that song might be in retrospect, uh, nobody can deny the unreal guitar playing on it. It's the fucking talent un it took unbelievable, to do that. dude. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, obviously. I mean, it was hard to play on a video game. You know, like how hard it had to be to actually play that is a whole other level. Like it was the hardest song in a video game for a long time in a video game that pretended to be guitar. Yeah, and like, I, remember, uh, I remember. So if it was that hard pretending to be guitar, imagine how hard it is really playing on guitar. Yeah, yeah. I re dude, I, I remember uh, when I was like a teenager and Guitar Hero 2 was out and that that song was on it. And my I lived in that trailer park in Ypsilanti. And fucking, yeah, dude, my next door neighbor, they had guitar here. And it's just these, one of them was the basis of my band at one point. But then fucking, yeah, point is that they would just sit there and try to get through the fire and the flames on the expert for like hours at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you guys need to go outside. You're like really, really, really fat. You got to start walking around. dude. <laughs> you can't just play through the fire. It got so bad at one point. His brother, uh, Charlie's brother, Gage, he started doing guitar hero on just a regular xbox controller and he figured out how to play it more efficiently that way and i'm like dude this is 
That was autism before anybody knew what autism was. <laughs> yeah, that's defeating the purpose. He ended, up going to, he ended up going to college for like math and shit. So I'm like, oh, he was definitely autistic, dude. But he was like, he started to get real close where he would like get like 97% on like through the fire and the flames. But just like rage quit every time he would like get almost all the way through it and miss a couple notes. Do you remember like the first time somebody got a hundred percent on it and they posted it to youtube like how big that was of a deal at the time no and now i didn't really <laughs> fuck with youtube like that when i was a kid i did and at i least remember not, like, like the fire in the flames or like guitar hero stuff i remember like nobody could get a hundred percent and so for a while nobody had a hundred percent on it like on a whole national or international level nobody could get it and like get a video of it or proof of it or anything and finally some kid got a video of him doing a hundred percent on it and like freaking out at the end of the video and like he was the person who was like closest to getting it for a long time yeah, yeah. and then finally got it and like the video went like mini viral when it happened you know uh in the early Man. days of youtube dude i think the adrenaline rush you would get from that and then the come down you'd have once you realize what a worthless accomplishment that really is <laughs> yeah. has got to be one of the most earth shattering, like sobering feeling that like takes you from like being a child to like slowly maturing into an adult where you're almost like you beat it and you're like, well, what do I do now? Why do I feel empty inside? I, that's yeah. what I wanted for three years was to get that song on 100%. Now I want to kill myself. What is going on? Now you have to post the video and read all the comments of people shitting on you for getting 100%. Yeah. Oh, what a fucking nerd. This guy's never getting any pussy or e <laughs> ever has. Yeah, this is early YouTube where nothing was monitored. Yo, you my know, man's, in the yo, my man's dick stays dry, dude. Yeah. This guy, he's inside all day in yeah. his trailer. He beat this. He beat this on a regular Xbox controller. What the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> Dude, those comments must have been savage when he posted that finally. Oh my god, they probably yeah, it was probably a lot of LOL virgin. <laughs> a lot of those. Yeah. A lot of oh, hey, man. can you please move out of your mother's basement? You're breaking her heart. A lot of those type of comments, dude. Yeah. But it was I... just a child, right? It was like a 14-year-old kid. Something probably I think like so. A, probably like a I young think around there. Kid. Yeah. Okay. So I think it wasn't so. like a like loser living in his mom's basement or something. Like no, 30 I think it was years like a teenager. old. Yeah, I doubt he got that much hate then. Oh, I'm sure he still got a lot. Probably, but the internet <laughs> wasn't as hateful back then, dude. It wasn't nearly as bad as it is now. So people probably were giving him props because it is like, I mean, as worthless as it is, it is impressive. Like, yeah, it, it truly means thing. it truly means nothing in the grand scheme of anything. But damn, dude, that's pretty fucking sick. <laughs> Oh man! All right, That's I gotta cool. reel this back. I don't know how we got there from West Cage. Oh, we were talking about the other bands on Pavement Music. Oh yeah, and then we got into Dragon Force. Oh yeah, okay. So let's play some West Cage. I kind of want to hear what his band sounds like. He's making. It's just music. him. It's called West Cage, but it was hit. It was made by him and. Keith Wallen from Breaking Benjamin, which is the vocalist and guitar slash guitarist from Breaking Benjamin. And oh, really? boy, does it sound like Breaking Benjamin was involved in this. Okay, because you you said that it sounded like Breaking Benjamin, and I was like, huh. But I didn't realize that this was the guy who was involved. It was just the vocalist of Breaking Benjamin. 
Yeah, it doesn't credit him. Uh, like, the band is West Cage, you know? It's a solo act as far as it's supposed to be. But, but like, he's probably in the song credits, Keith Wallen. Oh, yeah. Keith it's Wallen, also dude. in, like, the articles written for it that, like, he collaborated with Keith Wallen to make this. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, the song's called The Wolf. It's only, like... There's only like a 48 second clip of it out because the full song, I guess, comes out in October. Can't wait. Um, and so comes out October 27th, but I'll play a little bit of it. It just sounds like generic radio rock. It sounds like something I would just hear on the radio and immediately change and hope to God, pray to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that I would never come across that song again. Yeah, it's bad. You should see the video, this 48-second video for it, because it's him, I think, pretending to be a wolf and then wearing like a, a gold, like, spiky like face mask that goes over his nose and mouth like and it's all gold and just sort of like That's studded. Tight. I like that <laughs> I'm into that dude who wouldn't be what fully grown man wouldn't be into that bullshit dude and then where I, I paused it I paused it 15 seconds it's him wearing a furry cape and an all black suit looks like a snakeskin like black snakeskin suit and then he's holding a cane with a gold skull on it and just arms stretched out with the robe sprawled you know on the steps of what looks like a church man you ever like see something so cool and then you're like, God, I wish I was that guy. That's yeah, what I'm right picturing now. in my head right now. I'm like, I wish yeah. I was Nicolas Cage's son. That'd be fucking, that would rip. Honestly, probably would be better than my life, even though I'm joshing right now, dude. Dude, it probably, probably would. would be you'd, better. You'd probably be successful in comedy right now. <laughs> Without a doubt, dude. Are yeah. you kidding me? You'd be repped by WME or CAA. Well, I don't for know. Sure. I, don't, I mean, comedy doesn't always really work like that. You still got to be funny. At least that's the number one. You don't got to be a good musician to become big in music. You got to be funny to become big in comedy. At least to like a certain level. No. Well, yeah, because comedy is pretty subjective. I think it's the mo. It's more subjective than music. There's objectively I, bad uh, music that is like I mean, popular. I guess it depends on what your definition of successful is. You could be successful in comedy and be making really good money and not be funny. I mean, I guess it's just funny to who, though? You could be selling out I don't, venues. I don't personally think Gabriel Iglesias is funny because he's just not my taste, but I get why people like him. And he's clearly funny to some people, so I can't. And comedy is a weird thing where it's like, I can't, if you're killing on stage, I kind of can't discredit that, even if I don't find you funny personally, because it's like, it is hard to kill. Whereas, there's like, people, music is easy, dude. There's people that are bad on stage, mm. and they still sell out and make money, and people come see them. At, in comedy? Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what am I even fucking <laughs> like, talking about, dude? I'm like, People what are you have talking about, dude? I'm You're like, right, I dude. work at a comedy club for a living. I Fair promise enough. you. Like, You're right. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually 100 wrong on this. There's a lot yeah, of trash out there. You're yeah. right, dude. Like, there's a lot of people who should not be working comedians, but are definitely working comedians. Like, are we talking about comedians, or are we talking about TikTok stars who do comedy? Both. 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 Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. 
Fair There's enough, comedians dude. who've blown up off TikTok, but they've blown up off their stand-up clips, but they still aren't very good live. Like, they have a following based off stand-up, uh, but their stand-up doesn't even really hold up. second bit, but then, like, doing an hour is, like, an issue. Or they're that just might blowing be the up problem. off the crowd work, but then they go oh. live and they do the material, and it's not, like, it doesn't hold up to par. Okay. You know, there's certain people who they blow up off the crowd work and the material is just up to par. Your Nate Jackson's, your Matt Rife's, like those guys both have the material that matches up to their crowd work, even though people want to shit on Matt Rife. Like it's Nate Jackson and Matt Rife are like two that I'll say, like they have the material to back up the crowd work that they also are big off of. Yeah. But there's certain people who are big off of crowd work that don't have the material to back it yeah, up. Yeah, dude. A lot of Matt Wright hafe, dude. A lot of Matt Wright hafe. I don't even, I don't even care. I don't even want that dude's career. I just want his stupid fucking jawline jesus the hate, christ i think the hate just happened because he was selling out everywhere and everybody was freaking out about it but now that the tickets are all sold well, the out the shirtless tour happened. photo is kind of cringy like i'll say that that's a little eh. but he also it's because he knows his demo yeah i mean he's playing up his demo like he's doing what he Can knows is him? working yeah. yeah i still think it's gay but like <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm not gonna fault anybody for the success dude hating on somebody hating on another comedian for just being big is just kind of like I don't know it's just such a waste of time there's so many other good reasons to hate comics there's way better reasons to hate Matt Reif for being hot and successful you know he tried to fight Brandon Wardell in a park one time yeah I'm aware <laughs> we have to go all into it yeah I'm that aware. shit's hilarious dude yeah it's pretty wild very funny yeah, Brandon Wardell just proceeded to dunk on him on Twitter, dude. It was very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, you want to dunk on somebody real quick? I'll I do want to dunk on somebody. Who? Who? On Metal Injection, for MetalInjection.net, the original Slipknot vocalist, Anders Kolsefni, oh, is down yeah. to collaborate with his old band. Yeah, this guy's a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> was he? Did he bring that up on his own, or did somebody ask about it, and he went, of course I would, because if that would make more sense um you know let me but if he's just bringing it up being like by the way i'm down to i didn't even i completely forgot they even had a first vocalist before Corey taylor so uh i don't know man i'm not seeing here like what's the quote when they ask oh dude this is so weird colsefni and former mushroom head vocalist waylon revis will hit the road with chaosis this october so like an old mushroom head vocalist and the old vocalist from slipknot are pairing up on a tour with a band called chaosis um so oh when asked if he'd answer the call from slipknot kosefni responded yeah absolutely if they contacted me and wanted me to do something yeah why not well they're not going to um so hmm. uh yeah that's wild too it's like it's I mean, it's such a funny headline where it's like, oh, yeah, he's down. The old vocalist of Slipknot is down to collaborate with Slipknot. Fucking yeah. Of course he is. Yeah. And what like, else is he doing? Nobody's ever asked for that. No. No Slipknot fan has ever been like, you know what I really want to hear is the old vocalist on some some new shit. Yeah. I, what is the old vocalist? He's in another band now. What is his band called? Chaosis or Chaosis. Chaosis. Okay, I mean, I've heard about that band for years now, so I'm assuming they're probably oh, no. all right. But that band, they're not in that band. They're going to be touring with that band. What band is he in? Uh, is he in Chaosis? 
I don't know, man. Maybe. I can't figure out. I could, I see that. I know, like, Mushroomhead vocalist Wayland Revis is in a killer's confession. That's his band. Um, yeah, because you saw them live at Incarceration Fest, right? I skipped them, actually. That's when I was doing the prison tour. <laughs> I didn't yeah. give a fuck about them. There, There's a prison tour at that festival? Yeah, you could go through the prison inside of there. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with people, man? <laughs> I know. It, it is kind Why, of Why, man? Why, dude? I don't know. You want to just know. go through a building where men have been beaten and fucking <laughs> worse? <laughs> I won't say it, but worse? <laughs> yeah, it does feel bleak being in Yeah, there. of course. It's a fucking cage, man. Dude, yeah, that's I... hilarious, dude. I can't and there's just like either. fat goth girls walking around there being like, this is so cool. Look at that. Take, yeah. and I take a picture of me behind these bars. It's fucking disgusting, dude. Anders has compiled a heavy as hell backing band. He has dubbed the Feeders. The Feeders. That's a cool band name. Yeah. Anders okay. Stephanie and the Feeders maybe or something. I don't fucking know. Anyways, yeah, that's pretty lame to be like, I want to, let me, let me, I would be down to collaborate with my old multi-platinum Grammy winning band. Yeah. Is massively successful now that I'm not there. I want to do that. It's like, no shit, dude. No shit. You're in a band that I can't find the name of on Google. Yeah. I didn't even, (laughs) your name is Anders. You're a fucking nerd, dude. You would have, Slipknot would never have gotten that big with you, dude. You share a name with a dude from Workaholics. Nah. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, man. It's kind of a nerdy name, Anders. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of a cool name, actually. Uh, no, nah, I think we're about Jake it, like, and Kyle. Yeah, yeah, Jake and Kyle's very... not great. Anders has some flair to it, some personality. Jake and Kyle, we sound like we just fucking manage a Costco. <laughs> Somebody starts bitching at me at the Costco. I'm like, let me go get my co-manager, Kyle. Oh, bring him right up. We have right. the last na- we have the names of like an ex-boyfriend, I feel like. Like my ex-boyfriend Jake or my ex-boyfriend Kyle. I feel like there's always an ex-boyfriend with one of our names. Oh, yeah. Oh, can I bring up something that uh this we we're, let's move on from the slipknot shit cuz this is kind of dying. Yeah, uh, for sure. Let me bring up something that uh made me laugh right before the podcast cuz we it's like right, it happened right before we started. But you your wife called you? Ashley? Ashley, friend of the pod, shout out to Kyle's wife. She called you and you put the Zoom meeting on mute. So I just kind of sat there and watched your facial expressions as you talked to your wife. I just watched your dumb face light up and I was like, this motherfucker is so in love. Gay. Gay. Gross, dude. He is he loves this woman with all of his heart. Yuck. Yeah, man, you wouldn't know you what that's like, Jake. Too, and I was like, I was like hurt by it a little bit, honestly. <laughs> I was like, what are they talking about that I possibly I can't hear? No, just, babe, I gotta do a podcast on, with this fucking guy again. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, wish me. No, like I'm gonna try gotta, and get it done. I gotta quick. get through this again, <laughs> week by week. It's the worst part of my week, you know that, babe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, babe, the that nerd with the glasses, you, that guy. No, yeah, he woke up late for today's episode. Can you fucking believe this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, his name's Jake. Yeah, that's right. No, <laughs> she just forgets who you are. 
<laughs> That'd be hilarious. That would be funny. No, uh, but yeah, that made me laugh. I was just watching your facial expressions. You're like talking to your uh, wife. You're like, ah. it's like I'm so jealous. Fuck Kyle, dude. Why has Kyle found his one true love, and I'm alone in this fucking city, dude? I thought you were dating somebody. You're not dating somebody anymore. I mean, I wouldn't say we're dating, but we've been seeing each other. Yeah, we're still talking. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm taking things slow, You could dude. have gone with dating, and it would have sounded less perverted, Jake. But, uh, to be Why is seeing each other sound... Dating makes it sound official. I don't like... You gotta take things slow in this city. <laughs> but then seeing each other sounds like you're just fucking, like... No, we're, like, hanging out, hanging out. We're, like, spending quality... We're spending okay. quality time together. There you go. Hanging out, hanging out still sounds like fucking. <laughs> that didn't sound better. No. Okay. <laughs> you gotta yeah, I guess you're right. Here. I guess if I put an emphasis on hanging out, it does make it sound like. You're like, we're like hanging we're... out, hanging out. When you say it twice, it sounds bad. You know? <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're, we're seeing each other. We're hanging out. We're spending gotta, quality time together. Yeah. We don't gotta I haven't seen her in a couple of weeks, though, because she went on vacation for, like, five days, and then we've both just been busy, but I don't know. We Is might that what she out. told you? Fuck <laughs> off, dude. <laughs> Fuck off, dude. Just kidding. Now I'm going to spend the rest of my day being insecure while you get to <laughs> literally wait for your wife to come home. Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> Now I'm going to spend all day being like, does she even like me, though, dude? <laughs> How long is her What's vacation? there to like? Yeah. <laughs> think she's really on vacation? <laughs> Did she even go to Maryland, or was that a mind game, dude? <laughs> no, it's fine. That's funny. All mm -hmm. right, man. Mm -hmm. Okay. We got to yeah. go. Uh, we got to talk about Drain. Where are we, we at up, in the dude. podcast? How, did you start a fucking did you, no. did you start a thing no kyle <laughs> you gotta start you gotta start i did Stop last neglecting time. your responsibilities man i didn't start a timer this time man that's okay it's okay i think we started at like probably like 55 minutes ago so yeah we can talk about this drain record a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. for sure um all right man yeah, I mean, we could save it for next time if you want to save Drain for next time and just go over that Steven Seagal song. Uh, yeah, yeah, because the Drain record's going to be really, um, it's a lot, and I love yeah. it. And it, like, really, it's, like, uh, a record that really resonated with me, so I kind of want to, like, hold we already played we these talk about people. it at length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we already played these people some fucking metal today. We gave them some Slaughter to Prevail, so we'll give you some Drain next time. You gotta inject a little bit of metal or heavy shit in here, and so yeah, we'll maybe. inject you some Drain next time. So, that, so just so, if you if guys... If you guys... Yeah. If you guys don't know, Steven Seagal used to make music he dropped a couple full-length albums back in the day and there is a song on his one of his records called songs from the crystal cave called strut and he does i okay i don't want to ruin it for you because he does like an accent in this song so you kind of just got to play it dude i'm so excited it's that it is his it most is popular unbelievable song. It is truly well. It's not his most popular song. It's his most popular song right now. It's been getting the most plays out of all of his music the past month. That's why it says it's his number one song. But mm. it's just because it's been blowing up on the internet again because it's so ridiculous. That's oh, how I number, found it. 
His number one's called John Crow, and it's from Marked for Death. Yeah, this song only has, the Strut song only has like 160,000 plays. His most popular's got like 2.5 million or something. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking at it on Apple Music. So, so this song is just really popping off right now because it was a hidden gem all these years, and people are just finding out about it. So let's listen to Strut. It was 2004. Really? I thought this came out in like 96. This was released. This is post 9-11. That's hilarious. 2004. Wow, dude. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, already. <laughs> he says, me want the punani, see for make nice. Yes. In a Jamaican accent. So yeah. already, dude, there is so much going on. There's He's committing like every sin imaginable that you could as just like an actor trying to become a musician. Can I read these lyrics real quick? Yeah, yeah, here? no, of course. I wanted to see, this is why I wanted to play it for you first so you could get a full scope of, like, just how the, like, the ethical violation that this song truly is. Here, let's just run it back a little bit here. It is catchy, though. Like, that's the fucked up part. <laughs> No, it's That's, not. It's, Stop no, it. It no, it's not. It's not. No, Stop no, no, no. it. <laughs> no, shut up. Hear me out. It's not a good song. It doesn't have to be a good song to be catchy. I'm telling you, listen to this enough. You're going to be walking around your house going, me want the food, honey. <laughs> How gonna, much have I, you been listening got, to this, Jake? <laughs> dude, every day for the past week. It's every day for the past week I played at least once because it makes me laugh. I love how I'm like, this is It brings me a... joy. I love how I can tell you listen to it a lot because you're defensive and as I go, no, this is not good. And you go, yes, hear me out. If you listen to it enough, it's good. <laughs> no, it's still not good. You're missing the point, Kyle. It's I'm not saying it's good still. It's I'm catchy. Saying it's catchy and it brings me joy. I it, in the same you... way that like watching like a Nick Cannon stand-up special because it's so bad, it brings me joy. Oh, yeah. This is for the same reason. But yeah, I've been listening to it pretty much every day, dude. Because I don't have a wife at home to come home to. <laughs> he says so me I want I got to the... find little little sparks of little moments of joy for myself, dude. Because I don't have my one true love waiting back home for me, paying half the rent also. You have a lady <laughs> who you're seeing who's on vacation, wink, wink. Exactly. <laughs> So I've been listening to Steven Seagal's Punani song about wanting the week, Punani because I've missed this girl, dude. Because you've been missing the Punani, dude. No, I miss her too. She really is fucking cool. But yeah, that is she's she rocks. Anyways, yeah, I've been but, listening to it a lot. But and you do want is... the Punani for Make Nice, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> what man doesn't, dude? We're simple. We all know that. We all want the Punani C for Make Nice, okay? See yeah. for make nice. Yeah, <laughs> I love how that's the lyrics. He goes, "Me nice. want the be, me want the punani. See for make nice." He's doing like, island talk, dude. He's where, doing I island know, talk. But it's like it's funny when you read it like that, and it's like, "Me want the punani. See for make nice, dude." Look, you know what I just realized? You know what I just realized? It's almost like, "Hear me out for make nice." That's what I want it for. Okay. 
You know what I'm just now realizing? Steven Seagal was the original Island Boy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's amazing. Steven Seagal was, he used to just go down to Jamaica and get wild and was like, got inspired. But yeah. No, I, um, I really like this song. I'm going to have Dude. it played at my wedding. The, <laughs> the what I think is funny is what the lady says following up though the when he says me want the punani see for make nice she goes she want the punani him want the punani and know it nice <laughs> I mean that is him a fact the, about women dude they know or, that the him punani's... want the punani and me know it nice yeah like, <laughs> it's literally the lyrics it, dude what fucking timeline are we living in right now where this is just even the fact that this is even a reality that's really a part of what gets me going and brings me like all the joy from it like i'm like wow we really do live in the best timeline what a dude it's it's great cuz you know some woman got a really nice paycheck for this too like you know some woman like or really not. like or not dude steven seagal's like <laughs> yeah. historically a scumbag he might have yeah. like promised this woman like thousands of dollars had her record it and then sent her a check that just bounced. Oh, she Never got know. no royalties for sure. There's no royalties she, on she this. Probably got, <laughs> she probably got paid in coconuts, dude. Let's be honest. <laughs> He's probably like, I'll give you 40 coconuts to come to the studio right now and sing you about your punani with me. <laughs> He was on Jamaica. He was at Jamaica on the beach. Saw a lady selling coconuts. <laughs> it was like, no, he... how much is the coconut? And she's like, five dollars. And he's I'll buy like, I'll all give your you coconuts <laughs> yeah. if you come back to my studio and talk about your punani with me. And then and she came back to the singing. studio, and he never bought any of the coconuts. <laughs> no, he was like, I'm allergic to coconut. Actually, sorry. Get the fuck out of my studio. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> only for that punani. The only verse. thing I do with coconuts is i practice my karate chops on them i cut them in half with my fist because i'm a man <laughs> i would love if this Some video action star steven seagal i could see this video now like a music video of this of him like chopping coconuts in jamaica with his yeah hands. exactly doing fucking martial arts on coconuts <laughs> yeah. yeah that's for sure the video dude that's so funny to think that he just scammed the jamaican lady to get her on this song <laughs> The great thing about it is that it came out in 04 and just completely flew under the radar until, like, right now. And yeah. now it's a cultural movement. Well, dude, another one that flew under the radar recently that's, like, making its waves on TikTok is uh, Serge Tankian doing a or System of Down doing a cover of a Wu-Tang song with RZA. And Serge Tankian says the N-word multiple times in it. But it was because Wu-Tang told him to do it. Like, they wanted System Whoa, of a Down dude. to do the cover. Like, but like RZA's also on the song, and like Wu Tang wanted system. Like they didn't. It wasn't their idea to do yeah. the cover. It Serge was. Serge was rude. probably like, I don't want to say that, and then RZA hit him with the. It's just another Tuesday for me. Same like Samuel yeah. L. Jackson did. Dude, yeah, it was like he literally like they told him like the story has it though. A system of a down was like, uh, we don't want to cover the song, and then Wu Tang was like, we really want you to cover our song, and so like they covered the song. And like it's 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 like it's Which made a resurgence. I forget. It's a system of a down song though, and you can hear Surge yelling the N word in it, and it's like it made it's its resurgence on TikTok. On a, shame on a boop. Shame on a shame on an N. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's no way. It's that song. It is. It really is. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. 
What? Yes. Okay, can I hear it? <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. I can't believe they chose that song. It's literally in the title of the song. Yep. yep. They say that. Yep. They say yep. it a lot in that song, dude. They sure do. Also, one of the best Wu-Tang songs, let's be honest. System of a Down and Wu-Tang Clan is what the credit is. Okay, play it. I want I need to hear this. And then we'll this wrap is, up. This uh, is yeah, okay. To put this in context real quick, this is on an album where it was a bunch of metal bands doing uh like collaborations with hip-hop artists. So like Butch Vig and MOP, Seven Dust and Exhibit, Crazy Town and the Alcoholics, and then like Tom Morello, Chad Smith and Wu Tang Clan, Everlast and Mob Deep, Exhibit and Indo, Static X and Dead Press, um, Incubus and Big Punisher, Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi and Wu Tang Clan. So like, there's like you know, it's like one of those types of things, and it's from 2000, prime new metal era, you know. Hmm. All right, here, I'm just going to skip to the part. Here. I kind of fuck with this, but it's just weird to hear them say it. Here, this is where Surge is doing it. Yeah, it's pretty wild, but like that is insane, dude. In what all the fairness, fuck? they made the song with Wu Tang, and they weren't gonna do that part of the song. And Wu Tang was like, "No, you gotta do that part." Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if they got the pa they got the hood pass, dude. It's fine. I'm not. Did. I'm not faulting. And it's both also, artists get paid from the plays. Like it's an equal yeah, collaboration. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, it's like um. What's their ethnicity again? I, I'm, Armenian. Uh, yeah, it's also like, dude, the Armenian people have been through There's quite been a Armeni bit. Yeah, they've been quite a, a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, not if you live in Hollywood. They don't like to talk about it out there, dude. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we're not in Hollywood, so <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. We don't need to talk about it either, but it is what it is. You know? Yeah. That's also kind of like the thing where I'm like, they also are in like a minority group as well. I understand why Wu-Tang was like, you guys are cool to say it in a way. Like, where if it was like an all-white band, it might have been a little different, you know? Just like a bunch of American yeah, yeah. dudes they're from not, Kansas. We gotta remember that. Like, they're like, they, they're not white dudes. Yeah, they also did a song with Ozzy Osbourne on this album, and they didn't tell him to go for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, like, which, uh, which song did Ozzy cover? Uh, for Heaven's Sake 2000. Okay. That's what it's called. Um, Tom Morello, Chad Smith, and Wu-Tang Clan did Wu-Tang Clan Ain't Nothing to Fuck With. That's sick. Yeah. Um, I'll listen to that later. But, yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know. Interesting shit. Uh, but, yeah. That controversial absurd, songs dude. that have re- just come up on the internet recently. You, know, you want to cover? You want to cover a Wu Tang song, Kyle? No, I'm good, dude. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, you're right, good. dude. I got things to live for, dude. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got, yeah. I got stuff I got to do. I want, I don't want to ruin my whole life. You're right. For sure, dude. Just joshing, bro. Um, all right, you. Yeah, we can wrap up. It's a pretty solid episode, dude. Not bad. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. That's nice episode. Rips. Yeah, dude. Episode 22, everyone. Follow us on social media at Unless You Live Hardcore. I am at I am Kyle Forsyth. 
Jake? Right, I am uh, at Comic Jake Ford. I don't know why I just completely forgot my own Instagram <laughs> handle for a second there, dude. I was about to chime in and say just it like, for you. Uh, I don't know. Am I even... Yeah, follow me at Comic Jake Ford, and uh, please... For the love of God, guys, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. Hit that follow button. Just just click a little button, dude. That's all you got to do. Or on Apple. Apple or if you're on, on Apple. Apple. And also uh, give the give the podcast a rating. Or follow us on YouTube if you like the video. We got video. Yeah, you know? subscribe to us, to us on YouTube. If we get oh. more fucking views on YouTube and that shit takes off, I mean... Maybe we could show little clips of videos or some shit. Maybe we can up the production value if you guys start showing out enough. Yeah. Well, we should give uh, us a reason. We should give us should, a reason. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, after we end the pod, let's stay on this meeting for a second and like talk about trying to up the podcast value a little bit. All right, everybody, Alrighty. stay tuned for more podcast value upping. We'll catch We're you next try. time. <laughs> We're gonna try to get a better video service than Zoom. Like, Zoom just doesn't look that good. I was thinking we could do that Riverside shit. We'll look into it. We'll just look into it right now. All right, All right everybody. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Also, follow us on follow us on Instagram at Unless You Live Hardcore for clips soon. I want to reiterate following us on there because we're about to be dropping heavy amounts of clips pretty soon here, guys. Of all heavy. the funniest bits and riffs. Heavy. All right. Thanks, Bye. everybody. Bye. Mm-hmm.